welcome to the Fixtures Podcast. Uh, episode Jose Mourinho's back in the Premier League. Ew. What is podcast plural? What? Podcast. The podcast. The Fixtures Podcast Network. Uh, yes. Of one show. Uh, yes. Jose Mourinho. He's right. hosting today. So I'm kidding. Let's let's kick it off um, with let's 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 just start with it. Jose, Jose Mourinho's back. I hate it. Uh, Nikki, is this a good appointment? Um, not for Harry Winks, but I mean for Tottenham, sure. But I mean, was it the, the right thing, mo- was it the right move to get rid of Pochettino? I think it was definitely the right move to get rid of Pochettino. I mean, they were in 14th. Really? Yes, but um, uh. The thing about Jose Mourinho is he can bring you trophies to a team, but he does that short term. I feel like, but long the long term effects that he has on teams are not good. I hope Spurs get liquidated after he leaves. Because I mean, just take a look at back at his previous teams. I mean, after he left Chelsea, Chelsea was in a bit of a rut. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Go back to Porto. Yeah, like, Porto. literally after he left, like the entire team got sold, and yeah. Porto did not do well in Europe. Exactly. Has not done well in Europe since 2003, and Benfica and Sporting, plus even Braga has been catching up. Yeah. So. Um, that happened at Porto, and then, I mean, I don't I don't really, I didn't really pay attention to him at Inter, so I don't really know what happened there. But, he won the um, league. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened after he left. Yeah. Oh, um, Inter got really, really bad for yeah. a couple of years. Um, I mean, the first time he was at Chelsea. I mean, it's taken them till now to really even be... Top, yeah. even top four contenders was starting. What was last last year was the first year they were top four mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in like a really long time. I mean, and the same thing at Chelsea. The first time he was at Chelsea, um, I mean, we were really good with him, and then he left, and then we weren't good again until he came back. Really? Okay. Well, you're all right. So yeah. So yeah. Mar- Mark, what do you think? Was it the right move to f- to fire Pochettino? First of all, firing Pochettino. I feel like if it were any other manager, yes, but Pochettino. If it were any manager, like if he got him in the Champions League last season and this were a different team, like if it were Man United, he gets him in the Champions League final last season and he's doing awful this season, yeah, go ahead, fire him. This is Spurs. Like this team finished in 14th, okay, like 7th a lot, like 10 years ago. Not even 10 years. I remember when they finished like 8th in like 2013 or something. So like the fact that Pochettino has done what he's done with Tottenham is like way too, way. it's like they should not have let him go. It's... Not a good uh, idea. Mourinho's also an awful pick for the reasons that Nikki just stated. So I don't see Tottenham doing great after Mourinho leaves. They yeah. might win a trophy. Or I two, mean, Mourinho just—I mean, Mourinho cripples any like youth oh, development absolutely. they have there. Which I think that's my least favorite part about him as a manager is that Chelsea had so many good talents that were just slipped away through Mourinho's fingers. I mean, we had Kevin De Bruyne, Romelu Lukaku, Salah. Uh, Salah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the name Salah of few. was downright Nathan, awful. Nathan Ake. There were, yeah, Nathan Chelsea. Ake. There were a bunch that slipped through. Uh, Nathaniel Chalaba. I mean, there were a bunch that s- somehow slipped through the fingertips just because it, Mourinho just didn't care. Because he doesn't care about the future. He cares about the now. Well, let's back it up. Which for is a, a dangerous let's, way to manage. Let's, let's back it up for a moment here. Is Pochettino to blame with the, for the situ- current situation? <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Uh, is, <laughs> is Pochettino to blame... For the current situation at Spurs, or is it Daniel Levy? Daniel Levy. Yes. What? <laughs> so, so then, was it the right move to fire Pochettino, or was it the wrong move not to make appropriate transfers and kind of 
it, is Pochettino almost the scapegoat for poor for poor transfers and not refreshing a team that clearly needs some refreshing? I I think I think Daniel Levy. I don't think they did it in the right way. Like this transfer window, they needed a right back now because you know they have or not a right back, but you know like another another defender now because they have. Uh, Danny Rose, who is not Tottenham Hotspur quality. They have Kyle Walker Peters, and they've got I think does Ben Davies play center back or fullback? Um, I, I, I think he can play both. I want to say, but they also have Serge Aurier, and they uh, also have Ryan. Now, they uh, also have Ryan. Yeah, now they have they Ryan. Signed, but, he, but he's injured. That's a, yes. Like, so they signed him with well, a promise. And he's for the also future. like twelve. So uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think them making all these signing making these signings that they made were not in the right spots. Right. Um. And I, I, I don't know. I I really think that Pochettino got scapegoated, I think, here a little bit. Uh, I, and, I mean, I think that's noticeable by the fact that I think he could pretty wa- much walk into most jobs at this point. Like, if he wanted to, he could easily be at Bayern tomorrow. It's by Bayern, Real Madrid, or... Um, Barca. United. All those clubs are gonna fight for Pochettino, and you know what? He kind of deserves it. So, which I think brings me to my question for you, Mark, that we were talking about a little bit earlier off uh, off air. Um, would he be a good fit for Arsenal? Good fit, maybe not. Would I take him one hundred percent? Because he took the worst, like, okay, like the worst London team ever. I'm kidding, but like you know, a pretty like a pretty mediocre team. Like I think when he took That's over Dotto. Okay, yeah. When he took over, Roberto Soldado was still leading the line, and they had, they did not have a good squad. Like, probably one of the worst, like, top six squads I've ever seen. I guess they weren't top six back then. No, they weren't. But I mean, I think that's really the question: is how off, how how much can you push to be top four or or even better, and not buy anybody in the transfer market. And is, I mean, I get they made a couple signings. He made it to the Champions League final without basically signing anyone. Without signing anybody. I mean, anyone massive, really. It yeah. is miraculous how they got here. The, the the rise of Harry Kane, plus having Hugo Lloris, like they've had Hugo Lloris forever. He's a huge plus. And then their players have been massively overperforming. Like, you look at their squad, and you can say, yeah, that's a, that's a alright squad, but is it any better than Leicester's or Wolves, or even, like, on paper, West Ham's. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, you're still starting Serge Aurier and Danny Rose at fullbacks. I mean, they had Kieran Trippier up until last year. And their their midfield's nothing amazing other than Ndombele seems to be a pretty all right signing. But, like, honestly, minus Kane and those couple, and, uh, like, Ndombele, Lloris, like, this is not a great squad. Plus, oh, I guess Youngman saw him in. Yeah, uh, Son is yeah. good. Obviously, I think Son is one of the most consistent players he, at Tottenham. He is but, one of the um, best players. I I don't know. I really, I think that there was not much Pochettino could really do with the current squad he had because you had Christian Eriksen who wants to leave. Um, uh, what was it? For Tungen wanted to leave. I think sorry, Al- Elderworld. Oh, yeah, Elderworld. Sorry, the other one. Um, Everyone kind of wanted to leave. Everybody was kind of getting a little disenchanted and rather than bringing in new players to kind of to to make people want to fight for their starting positions it just became everybody it became fighting to not 
play and fighting to go somewhere else. And I think that was kind of the demise there. And I will say, I think we'll see a, a, a bump with Mourinho coming in. I don't think it'll last. I think you'll see something very similar to the, what to, happened with Solskjaer. With what happened with Solskjaer, where he's going to come in. I bet you he's going to win six, seven, maybe even eight games. And the players are going to be back to the same position and just um, being miserable, really. And uh, I just don't see it. I don't see it working out. Uh, how, I mean, how long do you guys see him there for? Do you think it will three be? Years. You think he'll be there the full three? Yeah, yeah, I could see him being there. The full Here's three. the thing. I don't. I, another huge problem with Mourinho is that he he used to be like like there there are those managers that everybody wants to play for. Like back in the day, everybody wanted to play for Sir for Sir Alex Ferguson. Everybody wanted to play for Arsene Wenger, and you know, in like 2000, you know, like se- six or seven. Everybody wanted to play for Mourinho, you know. Okay, not everybody, but, you know, Mourinho was, like, a big manager. Right. Nowadays, you can see how he collapses at every job he takes. Like, that's not a huge pulling factor. It's, like, with Arsene Wenger, like, you had players lining up to, like, you know, be mentored by, like, the Le Professeur because, you know, he's he's great. Mourinho doesn't have that. Mourinho, like, if you're a young player, you already know you're going to get stiffed under Mourinho. So they've lost the pulling power, and they're going to start losing players, too. Like, I don't, I don't see why this was a great appointment at all. So. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we won't dwell on this the whole podcast, but one uh, one last question for you guys. Do you think this was an appointment purely so Daniel Levy and Spurs can say, look how far we've come. We can attract a manager like Jose Mourinho. They're gonna. I know. I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna start pumping in money for Jose Mourinho. Oh, I don't think so. They've. Are, and I mean, that that's another question I have for you guys. Um, Will he do well with the lack of transfers? No, nope. because I mean, uh, uh, at everywhere Jose is gone, he likes to come in and bring in the best of the best and spend lots of money to strengthen positions of weakness. And he's already been told he does not have a dime to spend in January. Yeah. So remember when he came in and immediately bought Lukaku because yep. United had no good strikers. That's why. That's why that United team finished second that season. I think. Yeah, they finished second. Um, like, he does well with a lot of money, but immediately when Ed Woodward was like, that's enough, like, and started, you know, pulling back on that, immediately they were finishing, I think, sixth that season. Yeah, so. and I mean, it's just a case of, you know, if he does not get the... Like you, like you guys said, he's not a, he doesn't go to youth often. It's not his thing that he's going to bring in somebody, some 17-year-old who's, you know, who's never played a, game, uh, a Premier League game in his life. He's going to want to get, you know, top tier. If, like in this case, I would say the fullbacks are the weakest point in, in Spurs right now. Yeah, And I'm going to guarantee you that he's going to demand to get high-quality, you know, Premier League-ready fullbacks. Yeah, the thing about Mourinho is that he only signs players that are uh in their prime, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Which is or he's just he's about not to enter. he's not going to invest in 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 the future. Yeah, he's not going to get somebody who's going to be good. Which is a very dangerous and that's which is a very dangerous tactic and that's why he ends up leaving a lot of teams in shambles is because that's not how that's supposed to work. Like if you if if you've ever read uh Soccernomics, it says that the best, one of the best teams in the world for a long time, uh, was Nottingham Forest. You know, 
And that was because of their transfer system. It was because what they would do is they would buy players that were young, around like 20 years old, they would train them up and they would play them, and then once they hit their prime, when they were like 25, 26, 27, usually around the age of 27, they would send them off for the high, for their highest market value. And they would make a bunch of money, and they won the Champions League final. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I that's, how, that's how well, they did absolutely. it. That's how they did it. And I mean, what happens is he brings in these players that are at their peak, and then they start to fall off. And then you get the Mourinho third season. The the infamous third season, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. So we won't, Diego Costa. Yeah, we won't dwell on this on this the whole the whole uh, the whole Ooh. podcast here. So um, I think there's any 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 closing uh, closing statements on on Jose. No, not at all. Um, uh, oh, oh well, I mean, now let's jump to the actual game here. Oops. So <laughs> Spurs scores three goals and is three nil up, and in the last. 70 minutes or in the 70th minute <laughs> sorry not last 70 minutes in the in the well, 70th last minute 20, last, last 20, 20 minutes they get scored on twice and almost get scored on again it, is this going to be a problem for Mourinho going forward for somebody who really is infamous for being uh somebody who parks the bus I don't see Spurs having the resolve to be able to play that style they don't have the right defense for no, it. No, I, um, I would agree with that. They do not have the right defense. And, I mean, is this going to be a problem for him going forward? No. Well, I hope it is, but I don't think so. I think... I mean, are they going to be able to play Mourinho ball? Uh, are they going to be able to, to lock up shop I for think so. 30, I think, I think 40 their minutes? midfield is going to help them, but their defense isn't doing them any favors. So I think I think it's going to be really risky. Like, you're going to see a lot of draws out of this team. He's going to convert Harry Winks to a right back. Please don't say that. Actually, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Yeah, um, and West Ham really looking really poor for most of the game here. Um, do you think Pellegrini is going to be around in a few weeks' time, or do you see him going? He doesn't deserve to be around. I mean, like, yeah, he doesn't have a good score. Okay, no, he. What is wrong with West Ham? They've got like Felipe Anderson on one side, Yarmolenko. and then Robert Snodgrass on the other side. Like, I feel like there's a golfing quality there. And I don't think Philippe Anderson's the worst one. No. Um, yeah, they're this yeah, this team on paper should be performing better than they are. They are currently sitting in seventeenth place right Getting above pretty. relegation. Three points above relegation. Yeah, I I their defense isn't good. Their backup goalie is one of the worst players in the Premier League currently. If they had mm-hmm. Fabianski, they would not be dropping points left and right like this. And I feel like what what West Ham's owners like to do is it still Sullivan and Gold? I believe so. Yeah, what they like to do is they like to get like really like hot like prospects, like especially attacking players. Just like the the players that like I don't know everybody wants. And then they just don't fix their defense. Like who's their best defender right now? Issa Diop, like Ryan Fredericks. Like what are you gonna do with a defense like that? Well, also, one of the problems with West Ham signing players is that they are one of the only teams in the Premier League that does not have a uh, um, a relocation office for players when they bring them in. I did not know that. And so a lot of times what happens, and, uh, and West Ham particularly, they bring in a lot of players from uh, very foreign areas. Like, they bring in players like Felipe Anderson from Brazil. Uh, I mean... He did play in... Italy before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, he was he's from Brazil, and Italy is still different. I mean, you got Yarmolenko. He's from Ukraine. 
I mean, you got all sorts of players. Um, you got Nicholas Haller, who's uh, or Sebastian Haller, who's from uh, Germany. I mean, he's French. I mean, he played in Germany. Yeah. I mean, uh, and so I mean, they, and they don't have a relocation officer, and so a lot of times these players are just spending time in hotels, and they're not getting help finding schools for their kids. They're not getting help finding a house. They don't know how to do a lot of things, and so a lot of times that affects their performance on the field. And they're one of the only teams that does not have a relocation office. That. Interesting. I did not know that. That's actually Nikki, pretty Nikki cool. coming in with some valuable insight there. Um, all right. So I think that wraps that up. We spent enough time talking about Spurs. Uh, let's talk about Arsenal two, Southampton two. I'm gonna light my hair on fire. I <laughs> didn't even like. I didn't even watch the game. Wait, I watched the first half. I didn't watch the second half because I knew it was gonna be mind-numbingly boring. I didn't want to watch it because I, I knew like this this team is not fun to watch. Because it's literally parking the bus. Like it, people don't talk about it, but Emery's just Mourinho too, and it's it's not fun. Like the fact that we have to say that we have to be saved by like two Lacazette goals is really telling. We had to come from behind twice against nineteenth place Southampton, you know, against like probably the worst squad in the Premier League. And I'm like I'm not kidding when I say that. And quite frankly, Arsenal was lucky to get to walk away with a draw. I'm here. so surprised that we got a draw here. I'm just we can't defend. We can somehow barely attack like how do you how do you take the most like one of the most attacking teams in England how do you neuter their attack that badly you literally have Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh Alexandre Lacazette Mesut Ozil and Nicolas Pepe at your disposal and you bench at least one of them each game and very good and very good wingbacks yeah plus Bellerin and Tierney who have both looked pretty awful I'm gonna be honest Tierney Tierney's looks all right attacking and they both like just the worst defensively like I don't see what what the players can even change at this point. It's literally just the manager. We said we I, I said I saw a thing. We set up with seven different formations in the past seven games, like in all competitions. We have one win, six five draws, and one loss. And the only win was against um, Vitoria Guimaras in Portugal, which was a three-two win, and we were only saved by two uh, Pepe free kicks. So basically. I don't see Emery. Emery does have a game plan, despite what people say. But the thing is, his game plan is just to switch his tactic every game, which never works because the players can't get used to his tactics. If you play, if literally just play a four-two-three-one with any, you could literally play Xhaka and like El Neni in that holding mid role, like in those like those two holding mid roles, because you could still have Ozil, uh, M, uh, Aubameyang on the left wing, Pepe on the right wing, and Lacazette up top. And, like, we would still outscore opponents, like, 4-3 every game instead of, you know, 2-2, like we've done against both Watford and Southampton now. So you think it's the consistency that's missing? It's the consistency, and it's just, yeah, actually, yeah, that's it, really. I mean, just the tactics don't make any sense. The, he plays way too defensively. Like, why'd you play a 5 at the back at home versus Southampton? Like, you don't need Chambers... Holding and Socrates. He could have played like literally Mavropanos, who's still injured. No. Okay, I don't think he's injured anymore. Mavropanos and Holding. And play like just your best midfield, which he didn't do. And you know what? We could have won the game. But instead he... And no Rob Holding, by the way. It was David Luiz. Did I say Rob Holding? Yes, he did. Oops. Well, okay. Either way, (laughs) Socrates literally playing like any center back pairing. As long as you play attacking football... Like and you dominate possession, that's fine. But you can't just pass from Leno to Socrates to David Luiz because Socrates can't complete a pass to save his life anymore, apparently. And so, I mean, just it's inviting teams to attack. It's inviting 
Southampton, who have Danny Ings leading the line to attack. And yes, Danny Ings did score a goal. Yes, he did. Um, yes, and of course, Arsenal being booed off the uh, off the pitch there at the end of the game. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a rough watch right now. The only really two is. players that deserve that did not deserve to be booed after that were uh, Leno and Lacazette. And Leno, okay, I know like a lot of people are starting to like get on Leno, saying like he's not a great goalkeeper, but. I don't think pe- those people have watched Arsenal before Leno came in. Like, we had Petr Cech, who was solid for one season. We had Chesney before he was good, because, yeah, he's good now at Juve, but he was awful before. Then we had Almunia, Fabianski. Like, we did not Ospina. have... Ospina. Oh, that's, that was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we have not had a good line of goalkeepers. So, seeing Burn Leno in goal, like, makes me happy. Like, I actually feel safe with him in goal. And I would feel safe with our back line if we just didn't set up to, like, concede. I mean, that's literally what Emery's trying to do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps that up. Uh, let's move on to Brighton nil, Leicester City 2. Leicester City keeps on a rolling. Uh, the Fardy party continues. Um, Perez has been scoring now. Um, I mean, are Leicester City a viable title contender right now no. with 29 points yes. above City? How are you going to say no? Liverpool's too far ahead. I don't think anybody can compete for the title right now. I, I think it's just... I know, I know, I know. I know they've bottled the title twice in the past, like, I guess, five, seven years. Yeah, from the Gerrard slip plus just last season was a mess. Not a mess. Honestly, no, it was not a mess. They should have won. But yeah, I don't think they're... I don't think it's going to happen this time. Like, I know, I know, obviously... I mean, I it's not... That now. I feel like everyone's like, oh... Liverpool's so far ahead and everything. I mean, it's eight points. Nine points. Eight points. Nine points. Nine points Ryan ahead of City. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Eight points above Leicester. Nine points above City. Yeah, but yeah, you keep saying you keep saying nine points clear. Nine points clear. You're not. You're eight points clear. Nine points clear. City. Yeah, um, but eight points clear of Leicester, who are looking better than City right now, in my opinion. Which uh, Leicester? Well, I mean, that's not even in your opinion. Uh, they they are the best. Have the best form out of any team in the Premier League with five wins in their last five. Even Liverpool has a draw in their last five. Uh, they're sitting on nine wins total with a total of twenty nine points. Um, I think that eight points is not a significant enough point lead to say, oh, the, the league is just wrap it up now, give it to Liverpool. It's not. I mean, things can change. I mean, Liverpool might, I mean, key players might get injured. You might go on a bad run of form. It might be some locker room problem that ends up happening. I mean, I know it's like all hypothetical, but I mean, that stuff does happen and it can happen. Oh, and absolutely. I think Leicester is there for when that does happen because that can affect your form. And then you go, you lose those eight points, and then oh, would you look at that? It's one point, and then you slip up once, and then Leicester wins the league again. It's certainly, I, 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 I could see them as title contenders, um, for sure. Again, I think it would require some, uh, some real bottling work by Liverpool, and I just don't see that happening. I mean, but we'll get to if Liverpool. anyone could do it, it's them. <laughs> yes, but they Plus, are currently sitting in second place, and they are currently absolutely on fire. Um, can they keep it up, though, is the question. No, that's it's not sustainable. I understand, yeah, Vardy has scored. I mean, I, I know Vardy has the, the record of most. Dude, they have uh, such an easy schedule. 
Uh, and their next games are Everton, Watford, Villa, Norwich. Jesus. Uh, then they play City, Liverpool, West Ham, Newcastle, Southampton, Burnley. I'm, t- That's I'm an calling easy it now. Schedule. I'm calling it now. They're dropping points at Newcastle. Like there's no way they're not. Because not okay. This is literally. I no mean, reason, they, I mean, you gotta figure they're dropping points to City at home. Uh, may, maybe a draw. I mean, if they beat City, that would be. If we'll come back that week. Uh, remind me, uh, week of the of the twenty first, Christmas week. Christmas week. Yay! If if Leicester City beat Manchester City at home, they are title contenders. Okay. I will say that. I I right don't... now that's gonna be that's gonna be the real test of their medal is if they can beat. A team like that because I mean really the only teams that are honestly going to give you trouble right now are City and Liverpool and maybe Chelsea I think I think the the three title I'm saying there's only three title contenders this season right now at least and it's Liverpool Chelsea and Leicester and I don't think Leicester is going to win the league not City Mm -mm. no their defense is too bad like it it legitimately is awful starting Fernandinho at center back I'm sorry it just I understand they have to, because their defense without their defense without Laporte is just straight up awful. Yeah, and like I remember they had a game without Rodri too. Uh, at, yes, at holding yeah. mid that was that also did not go well. Yeah, it's gonna cost them big time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Leicester is definitely quality, although they are. They are overperforming their expected goal ratio they're, they're right now. If you look at, if you look at their everything. stats. Their XG, they're exceeding their XG, so you would expect it to kind of level out at some point. Their defense is also doing like really well, and I understand like sometimes teams have a good defense, but I don't think their defense is good enough to sustain like what they're doing. Like Casper Schmeichel is a great goalkeeper, but is he going to keep a clean sheet every week for the rest of the season? No, and I think they're going to start conceding a lot more. Right. Especially, and I mean, and I mean, the question is, are they going to be able to compete with Liverpool, City, and Chelsea? And I mean, they already played Liverpool and lost. I mean, they—that's what you need to do to contend. To I mean, at this point, those are going to be the games that you're going to need to to, to make uh, that are going to make or break a, t- a title run. At this point, is if you're going to be able to beat the other teams that are vying for the title, because that's going to be your only really sneak a win in. And I mean, Liverpool has beat Leicester and beat City already and and, and Arsenal. <laughs> yes. I mean they've beaten pretty much everybody except for United. Um so and just don't forget, um okay, I don't remember who their second their first center back is. I know they have Sonyun Chu at center back. They have one more center back obviously and they play four at the back. Yeah, I don't uh that would be uh in this case it was Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans, okay. I don't know how Johnny Evans started and they kept it. Wait, was it Evans and Soyuncu starting? Yep. Okay, I don't know how they kept a clean sheet. Who did they play again? Brighton. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they play West Morgan too. West, West Morgan's West. still playing? Yeah, for Leicester. He's yeah, he is. Oh yeah, he came God. on actually as a sub. Okay, I I'm into I'm out of touch with the Leicester team. How are they keeping clean sheets with Johnny Evans and Soyuncu and West Soyuncu? Morgan? Yeah. I I well, Soyuncu's actually really good. I know I I know, I know. he's like twenty two though. So, but, but I mean, I, it, it is interesting if you watch them because uh, Soyuncu and Johnny Evans are kind of a they complement each other very well because Johnny Evans is very a, a very traditional center back and Soyuncu is not. He's more of a ball playing defender, and because of that, I think they complement each other very well. 
Um, Unlike if you tried to play Socrates and Louise together, who can both, <laughs> who both don't know how to defend and both are very good with the ball at their feet. I'm sorry, I talked about Arsenal again. You're fine. Um, yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Um, all right. So I think that wraps that up. Um, let's move on to Watford nil, Burnley three. Wat er, Watford continues to Watford just still sucks. Okay, completely. Next game. Just be terrible. And Burnley is actually doing quite well. I feel like Chris Wood, Chris Wood, and Ashley Thank Barnes, you. and Tarska and Tarkowski, uh, the goal scorers. Um, they're currently sitting in seventh place with 18 points above Arsenal, United, and Tottenham. Uh, did anybody expect this out of Burnley? No, I expected them to no. get relegated. To be honest, I, I don't know. I expected them to stay up, but I did not expect this. I expected them to be like nearing relegation area. Well, and I mean they finished seventh. What was it? Two seasons ago? Yeah. But then they they fell really hard the next but, season because of the Europa League. Because of the Europa League. Um. But I, I just feel like they've been they've I they've But they they're they've been scoring goals, which is like one thing that they've always been bad at. Like Ashley Barnes and Chris Yeah, Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood, and Dwight McNeil. Remember the name. Dwight McNeil nope. <laughs> Dwight McNeil is really good. <laughs> Ah, so Dang. Uh, oh, no, is there? Oh, there we go. Okay, sorry. Welcome about that. back to the fixture. <laughs> <laughs> May have had technical difficulties. I'll edit it out. Otherwise, uh, disregard this message. Um, okay. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, Watford quite poor. Yeah, Watford. I mean, if they go down, they go down. I don't know. Watford. Really like I, I would be, it would be amazing if they didn't go down at this point. Um, Hold I would up. Be absolutely Do you shocked. not remember when Leicester and Sunderland had the great escape? Two, se- two seasons straight, we had great escapes. Now, Sunderland's is a little bit this uglier would, than this would be, That would be some, some, some escape season. at this point. How many points did they have right now? Eight. Huddersfield almost did it. Homer, Huddersfield was bottom of the table going into Christmas, and they almost came back out of it. Eight yeah, points. Yeah, but who wants Huddersfield in the Premier League? Me! Okay, I'm just joking. I don't Moving know. Southampton sitting above them and Norwich is sitting above them in 18th. I'm fine with all three of those going down. Yeah, reading up the table right now, it's Watford, <laughs> Watford and last, Southampton, Norwich, West Ham, Everton, Villa, Newcastle. Dude, it would be hilarious if Everton went down. No, it wouldn't. I'm sorry, but they're Alice a huge Bright. part of Premier League history. It would be so funny if no, Everton went down. No, I know everybody likes to hate on Everton, but you know what? They're a historical team. I want <laughs> Everton, United, and Liverpool. I forgot to go down. where I saw, I forgot where Thank I saw you. it, but somebody was uh, joking that at what point are they going to figure out that uh, Marco Silva is a Liverpool fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marco Silva's dead now, isn't he? What? What? Oh no, that's Andre Silva. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Andre Silva. He died, or like basically. Who is that? Andre Silva. Andre Gomez. Andre Gomez. Oh yeah, my yeah, goodness! Yeah. That one. That one, uh, yes, no, Moving no. On. Marco Silva is the coach. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Everton might 
change, to use some drastic measures if he keeps losing at the rate he is. Bring Big Sam back. <laughs> uh, well, I heard the uh, front runner for Everton right now is David Moyes. He did a job there last time he was there, so... Uh, I mean, also, the Everton squad was much better. No, it was not better back then. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's move on. We spent too much time on that already. Uh, Crystal Palace, one. Liverpool, two. Um, Liverpool. And so... First of all, James Tompkins uh, overruled goal for a push on De- on Dejan Lovren... In the first half, was it a goal? Should it have stand, stood? I, I didn't see it. I okay. <laughs> I vaguely remember seeing it, and I I remember Lovren falling really weirdly. No, okay. I, I'm not sure if I saw this. I think I think it was supposed to be a goal from one of the angles. Um. <laughs> so interestingly enough, Roy Hodgson did come out after the game and say there was a push. It was not a goal. Um, and it was cor- the correct decision. Okay. I mean, I would say it's the correct decision as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously a little biased. Um, but there was a push. There was a there was a push. But um, wait, I don't know. This is what you get with VAR. Who scored? Was it? Would it have been James Tompkins' goal? Yes. Okay. Maybe I think then I, from the push was I did I, not the see push it was I believe I forget who put it was not Tompkins who okay. pushed Lovren, but what happened was the ball was coming in. Lovering could have headed it, headed it away, but somebody kind of pushed him over, and then because he kind of fell over, the ball flew past him to the other end of the goal where Tompkins uh, headed it in. If it directly interferes with, it was definitely direct interference. Then I, I yeah, no goal. I, Sorry, I, I would I would argue that Dejan Lovering would have gotten to that ball had he not been pushed. Also, can we talk about how Van Dyke makes Dejan Lovering look not like a headless chicken? Yes. Okay. The magic of Virgil Van Dyke. I I don't I don't get like I I'm sorry, but if you saw Liverpool's defense, like it it was, I how did they finish like top four ever? I mean did, they didn't finish top four, did, so but like, you, yeah. Did you see the video of on it was on Salah's Instagram and he spilled a whole thing of hot coffee on Dijon Lovren <laughs> on the plane on purpose? <laughs> Just dumped hot coffee all over him. It was all over his socks because he took his shoes off. And then Salah just dumped a whole cup of hot coffee on his feet. <laughs> yeah, they are they are something else, those two. Um, they also have challenged each other to a ping pong match that will be uh, supposedly on YouTube at some point. So look out for that. Um, Got it. I feel anyway, like it's such an odd friendship. It is very strange. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, I would, t- I would, I would argue that that is the only reason Dejan Lovren is still at this club. It's because just to keep Salah happy. Yeah, probably because they're they like they like go on vacation together and stuff. Because do you not remember when? Okay, you guys you guys probably do, but um, when it was when I he think got Ragnar- yanked after like twenty minutes. What? I do not remember that. Yeah, yeah there what? was a game that he got pulled off after 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 pretty much being responsible for like three goals. Oh, Lovren? Yeah, yeah. He nice. was responsible for three goals in the first twenty minutes and got yanked <laughs> and got subbed out. It was nice. so bad. Um, but I was I was gonna say something about Ragnar Klavan Klavan and uh, the Dejan pride of Lovren Estonia starting yeah and then uh, who's the bald guy the the, the uh, really aggressive one oh Skriniar yeah no not Skriniar no it's not no, Skriniar no, 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 yeah no, that's no. the no. Uh, he's good <laughs> Martin Skrittle yeah Skrittle yeah, yeah Skrittle. I remember when they would start in defense and Sako right uh, yeah oh, Sako yeah. was there too yep. dude that 2013 2014 season like 
it was literally they would just outscore opponents like four three every game because like they had the worst defense. They had literally started Simon Minile in goal every game that okay, mostly every game that season. Like oh my goodness. Yep. I'm sorry, Liverpool. They've come fans. a long way. They've come a long way. Um, and of course, um, so goals from Sadio Mane and uh, Bobby Firmino, um, and uh, for Palace, Zaha scored. This is, I believe, is his first goal Finally. so far this season. It was um, had a brilliant chance to equalize in the 90th minute and put it a mile Bottled over the it. bar. Like a mile over the bar, it was awful. He Zaha'd it, and it was it was bad. Um, Remember when Zaha was supposed to sell for fifty million? Oh my goodness, I'm so glad that did not go through. Well, uh, hold up. Okay, I guess okay. If he went to another club, maybe he would have been happier, and he would have actually had the well, he would have had a better team around him. He would have been happier. He would have had more morale and would have probably played better. But man, you know do what? I have news for you when we start talking about Chelsea? All right. I'm yeah. done. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm I mean, Liverpool. I really think that these this is these are the kind of games that Liverpool needs to win, and this is this is why Liverpool is going to win the title because they go down and they oh, then immediately they beat Crystal Palace two one. This is why they're winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they were they got they got scored on in the 82nd minute, and they Palace, got scored on by Crystal Palace. <laughs> they were they were equal for almost three times three minutes. They were equal for three minutes. Before yeah. before Liverpool scored the winner, you like, like good job Liverpool, you done good. You're that's in the league. that's that's league league winning uh, form right. there. Anyway, Bournemouth Wolves, Bournemouth one, Wolves two. Yay, Wolves is good again. Okay, well, Wolves is not good. So. Wolves now sitting in fifth place, right behind right behind Chelsea. Fifth place, fifth yep. place. They were like nineteenth. Wolves getting relegated? Question mark. Fifth place ahead of Sheffield United, United, Burnley, okay, Arsenal, Tottenham, United, yeah. Tottenham, Bournemouth, Brighton, Crystal Palace, the whole lot of them. The only teams above them right now are Chelsea, City, and Leicester, and Liverpool. Okay. 19 Ooh. points. <laughs> Four wins in the league. <laughs> I, <laughs> Which really, I honestly, the, the gap in quality between fourth and fifth place is staggering. Uh, I mean, Wolves, if Wolves didn't have such a bad start to the season, they'd be up there. Yeah, I mean, they really would. Uh, seven draws, though, uh, which really is where but they, they did got draw a lot their, of their first points. like four games. Yes, so. which is where they got a lot of their points, to be honest. Um, but I mean, I think I think it's interesting that Wolves has four wins and is sitting in fifth place. Chelsea has eight wins, double the amount of wins, and is sitting in fourth. Well, Chelsea. Uh, well, Chelsea loses a lot. So. <laughs> Eight wins, two losses. Two that losses. That is a lot. Or sorry, three losses, two draws. The draws uh, that Wolves are have been getting is point per game. Wait, you know so what? you're saying three losses is a lot of losses? Yeah, I know. Arsenal's also like five times this season. Okay. No, they they also have three losses. Three oh. losses, six draws. Okay. Yeah, the the six Four draws. Wins. Yeah. Wait. Oh, and also all three of Chelsea's losses came in like the first two months of the. Although league. I will say, no wins in Arsenal's last five. <sighs> I was, uh, I so, uh, yeah. Um, so pathetic. We haven't won a league game since like October. No, 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 no. September, I think. 
That hurts. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so Wolves doing well. Bournemouth, I don't know. This is a closely contested game. I think this could have gone either way easily. Uh, Bournemouth getting a red card um, with uh, Francis going off in the 37th minute. Um, so take that for what you will. That's probably. I mean, that's kind of a pretty big miss too. Francis is kind of a leader on the team, so. Yeah, and Matinho and Jimenez both scoring the goals. Um, that Jimenez goal was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and Raul Jimenez is really back on form, which is really why Wolves has been back doing well as Jimenez is back. Um, so, yeah, take that for what you will. Uh, we already touched on it a little bit. Uh, moving on, Everton nil, Norwich City 2. Dude, I am honestly, like, really sad for Everton fans. Like, their their biggest rival is first in the league. Meanwhile, Marco Silva, this guy that they tapped up from Wool, no Watford, right. uh, has just been like running the club into the ground. Like everything that I say about Emery, like it's just twenty times worse with Marco Silva. Like I'm so sorry to any if there are any Everton fans left. Like I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's gotten really bad. I mean, uh, seriously, I don't know how they can continue on like this. I really don't. Um. It's bad. Meanwhile, Norwich, this is a solid win for them, I feel like. <laughs> this uh, is a very take, good this, win for to them. To take advantage of this, because they could have easily been, this could have been another loss for them. And, I mean, this is this is what they're going to need to do if they want to stay up. Because this now puts them within striking distance of safety. They're three points off of West Ham. So, one win puts them back in safety. So, that's... They're getting there. They're going to need to be far more consistent than they are. But this, these are the kind of games that they need to win against these lower side teams. They need to be the best of the, of the worst here, kind of. Big Todd Cantwell with a goal. Indeed. Uh, I don't really like Norwich that much. Oh, did Onel Hernandez start this game? Let me double check. Silence. Yes. Nice. Uh, on the left. Cantwell did two. Yep, Cantwell on the right. Hernandez on the left, Pookie up top, still no goals for him. Uh, I mean, without Cantwell, Pookie can't play well. Well, without Cantwell and Hernandez, Pookie cannot play well. They were both playing, and Pookie still didn't play well. Oh well, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so good win for Norwich. Really rough spot for Everton. They got to get rid of Marco Silva soon. Yeah, he's he's it, this him, can't go on. Him, Emery, and uh, Solskjaer are out. They're the next three on the chopping block. I would I would agree with that. Um, all right, moving on. Nikki, tell us all about Manchester City two, Chelsea one. I have a lot to say about this. Chelsea game. Chelsea should have won. Chelsea a hundred percent should have won this game. It was ridiculous. Um, and the only reason they lost this game were because of two mistakes, and their mistakes are named Emerson and Zuma. Emerson Emerson uh, gave away that second yeah. goal. He gave away that second goal, and I said from the get-go, I said when I started watching the game, I said, if we lose this game, it is going to be because of, Emer- it's going to be because of Emerson, and it's going to be because of Zuma. Wait, who scored the second goal? Mahrez. <laughs> oh, I remember Emerson got left in the dust for that goal. Okay. Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, if Marcos Alonso was playing, if Marcos Alonso was playing, that Mahrez goal would not have gone in. Because Marcus Alonso would have stopped Mares. If Andreas Christensen... would have hit him with a car. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if Rudiger or Christensen was playing instead of Zuma, that uh, the first goal would not have gone in. 
and that is 100%. Why? Where did Christensen go? Is he, is he He's just, just locked in a basement yeah. somewhere. Where did Rudiger uh, Rudiger is hurt again. Again? Yeah. Jesus. Because he came back, and then he just aggravated the same injury. Oh, my. That's not... Okay, well... Yeah. It looks like... Okay. With the last season's top six, like, at four out of six of the teams are having huge defensive troubles. Wait. Liverpool is not. Who's the other one? No. City... City, I would say no, Chelsea's City. having huge defensive troubles. City's, City's, having, City's problems. having defensive problems. Arsenal is having defensive problems. United. Uh, Chelsea's United, kind of United, United is having just problems everywhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think United and Chelsea are all right defensively. Liverpool looks fine. Then Tottenham, City, and Arsenal just need to shape up. I, so I know, I know that they spent huge on Laporte, but they got, they got to get another defender. Someone at oh, absolutely. least almost as high quality as him. Do you see them getting a defender in January? Yeah. They Who? City. They have to. Like City. If, City. If, if they want to win the league, they're not going <laughs> to. If they want to win the league, they have to buy someone. <laughs> the team that's not under transfer embargo. Hey, that's a good That's a good segue into what I was just about to talk about. That they're trying Chelsea's to get this transfer embargo. is going to get lifted. Is it? I thought yeah. it. I thought it got over. I, no, I thought that didn't. got No, to, because they were going to do it earlier, and then they just decided not to, and that they were going to save up money. Um, well, so is that, that's official or that's not official yet? Uh, it's not official. We've officially applied for it. We've applied for the lift. We haven't, we didn't try to get it lifted before. A lot of people thought we were, and a lot of people said we did, but we didn't. But, uh, now we actually did, or we are trying to get it lifted and it is heavily leaning towards it actually being lifted. And if it does get lifted and our transfer embargo gets listed or lifted, our owner Roman Abramovich is going to have a it has a ridiculous war chest ready for us. Who do you see him bringing in? Um, our, First of all, let's just start position wise. Okay, position wise, it's going to be a left back, a striker, and a right mid. He needs. They need. Yeah. Wait. I feel like Willian's been doing all right. What's the point of Willian's been in one of the solid, most solid? Willian has a hundred percent been one of the most solid players. But the thing is, is that he's thirty three. What? He looks like he's like twenty. I mean, I I, know, I knew he was in his thirties, but dang. All right, but um, yeah. And then our uh, our club president Buck said that he wants Buck. to sign. <laughs> <laughs> he said Money. that he announced a few of his targets. He said his targets are uh, Fedor Chalov, which is uh, he's a Who? Russian striker. Okay, he's young. He's like twenty one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about him, but Mikhail uh, Gorbachev. <laughs> another one was uh, Timo Werner. I thought he was going to Bayern. Yeah, him and everybody else. Yeah, I was going to say he's on Liverpool's wish yeah, list. Yeah, he's on everyone's uh, wish list. Bayern's wish list. Uh, our the biggest. I would say the biggest uh, transfer rumor that Chelsea has going around now is for Ben Chilwell. Mm. Left back. He, they want. They've been wanting Ben Chilwell since the start of the season. That is. That'd be a good acquisition. They want Ben Chilwell. Uh, they want uh, James Madison. They're not selling James Madison. I'm sorry. I could understand. I mean, I understand why you would want James Madison, but Chelsea does not need James Madison. You have 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 Mason Mount. You don't. We have no, and we have a very solid midfield. Yeah, we have Kovacic, Jorginho, Conte, and Mason Mount. One injury though, and who are you playing? What? We don't play all four of those every game. Two injuries, and who are you playing? You put in Ruben Loftus Cheek in there, okay? Aww. Um, and then in right mid, our unfortunately the main target is Zaha. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Zaha train, buddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
It's uh, not good. No, but I think, Chelsea should have won. I think Chelsea should have won this game. They were dominating the entire first you half. Know, but, I mean, they were dominating. The, like, you me, said, me, me, like you said, <laughs> though, Zuma and Emerson were at fault. Yeah, no, they were I mean, 100% at fault. that's what makes the difference between a team like City and a team like no, Chelsea. No, I think, I think uh, there were a lot of moments that Chelsea just got unlucky at. There were moments when Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea hit the bar a ridiculous amount. Chelsea had very near misses. They had so many more chances. They were dominating possession. They were dominating the whole game, and it was just a few little mistakes that they just slipped up on that are easy fixes, but for some reason we just don't fix them. For the record, Chelsea with 54% possession, 11 shots, 2 on target. City with 15 shots, 4 on target. Yes, they they dominated with the with their play. It wasn't their output was awful. Like they would they'd pass around and find like an opening, and then it just get dispossessed at the very last second. It was it was so frustrating. Like I'm not a Chelsea fan, obviously, but it was just frustrating to watch. I love watching Chelsea. I think Chelsea is one of the funnest teams to watch. I like watching. You sir have not seen very many Liverpool. No, games. Chelsea is such a fun team to watch because you just don't know who's gonna produce what. Because literally anyone can do anything in the Chelsea game. It's. Awesome. Have you ever watched Millwall? No. Have you ever have, have you ever heard of the good word of Divock Origi? Ooh, Lil uh, Vok. He's pretty good. Um, and that uh, another question for you guys: uh, Will Divock Origi win the Ballon d'Or? One hundred no. percent. No. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Sheffield United three. Manchester United three. Uh, which United was the better United? Wait, what was that? <laughs> which United was the better United? Um. Oh, hold up. I watched the. Uh, I watched the first half in the last like twenty minutes of the second. So half. I two like goals from Sheffield United in the in the in the first well a goal in the nineteenth minute by Fleck, uh, a goal in the fifty second minute by Muse, then three rapid fire goals from United from Brandon Williams, who I believe is seventeen, Mason Greenwood, and Marcus Rashford. So three quick fire goals. Um Ollie's at the wheel. It's all conceded. going great. And then Ollie McBurney, the other Ollie, actually at the wheel, 90th minute equalizer. Ma- okay, ma- that's McBurney's first goal. It was ugly, it was scrappy. Good job, Ollie. Please score. And more. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I did too. I mean, like, honestly, I didn't want United to win. I mean, who wants United to win? United fans? Okay. I yeah. think it, like, Man United's lineup for this game was just. Why why did they sign Fred? So like I'm not weird. even I'm not even kidding when it I was ask this. Such a weird lineup they started. But it was like did Pogba play? I don't think so. No. The midfield was Fred and Pereira, Rashford and James. Uh they had wing backs with Brandon Williams and Aaron Juan Basaka. They had a back three of Phil Jones, Harry Maguire, and Victor Lindelof. Uh, and Phil Jones is back. Phil Jones, did you see that mistake by him? Yes. Did yeah. everyone oh, yeah. see that? I saw it. And if oh you didn't my go God. watch it. It was so funny. Dude, oh how my God. is he United? still allowed to be a professional soccer player? Dude, okay, I feel so bad for United too. Like, I, I know I've said this about like three clubs now, but I mean they're literally starting nineteen-year-old Brandon Brandon Williams at seventeen. At, I seventeen. Okay, <laughs> at left back. Um, sorry, no, you're uh, right. You were right. Nineteen. Okay. Nineteen. I was wrong. Andreas Pereira is that his name? Yes. I don't know Pereira. how old he is. He's uh, per- Pereira is twenty-three. Okay. Oh. He's older than I thought. Yeah, and then they're he's starting. Not very good. 50, 50 million Fred. Why did they buy Fred for fifty million? That was the biggest ripoff in history. Um, where is Pogba? 
Uh, I, 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 injured again. Again? No, he's just gone. <laughs> no, injured again. I am so confused on what's happening with this United team. I keep on forgetting players are here. Like, I don't know. Like everybody's favorite, Jesse Lingard. Ew. Coming in. Play. I believe. Well, oh, yeah, he did. He came on as a sub. Uh, well, okay. He didn't start. I believe he <laughs> even played at the back for a short while. Jesse Lingard is just such a talented, promising youngster. 17-year-old, 26-year-old Jesse Lingard. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a rough play by United. Um, I, but, I mean, I, I think credit, credit where credit's due. Sheffield United has been exceeding expectations beyond anybody's wildest oh, dreams. Oh, 100%. They are a very good team. And going into this, I honestly expect she- expected Sheffield United to win this. Um, honestly, I did too. I thought they were going to win. The first half, Sheffield United dominated. Like, not, oh, not, for sure. Manchester United fell into a shell. Uh, and I mean, Sheffield United, newly promoted Sheffield United, two wins, three draws in their last five. For a newly promoted team. Good job, Sheffield United. You're going to beat Arsenal. You're probably going to finish sixth. Good job. I mean, sixth place tag with Bur- tied with Burnley and Arsenal right now on points. <laughs> Sheffield United playing European football. Sheffield United beating Arsenal on goal difference right now. Imagine Billy Sharp in the Europa League. <laughs> 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 going to happen. Um, yeah. So. Sheffield United is going to win silverware before Tottenham. <laughs> Imagine being named Sharp and playing for the Blades. Yo. All right. So, and I think uh, let's wrap up this very long episode uh, with Aston Villa 2, Newcastle 0. John McGinn, if you scored, I would have stayed in first in my mini league. I hate you. Forehand and El Ghazi as the goal scorers for Aston Villa, um, Newcastle, no goal scorers, no I have, goals. I have nothing to say. Uh, I, I have, have nothing I, I to have say. Nothing to say. Did not watch this game because I had school. Oh. I had nothing. I Wait. had nothing to say. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. I gotta love this. They gotta love these Monday, uh, Monday afternoon. I have, I have, games. It, I have, I have nothing is, to say. Thank you, Nikki. But it's it's during my last class of the day where I do nothing. I actually watched this game. Yeah, um, he, he doesn't. He also has like he doesn't have a class. Last so I mean, this day, is so. the class between 14th and 15th place. This uh, cl- wait, what? <laughs> he said clash. Cl- he meant clash. He uh, said class. class. Yes. This this brings uh, Villa up to 14 points, tied with Everton, one point behind Newcastle and Crystal Palace and Brighton, and brings them really out of the relegation scrap, at least for the time being. Uh, I not, not I don't think long term, but for the for the short term, they are in 15th. I have uh, something to say. You have that. That changed quickly. I if you nothing, could, if you could blend Miguel Almiron and Alan Saint Maxima into one player, you would still have no goals. They would be amazing. <laughs> it no, would be such a good. They player. would be really quick, but they would not have scored no, any no, 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 goals. No, no, no. I, or if you just gave like. I don't know, like you know, like the attribute cards on FIFA that you can apply to like your ultimate team card. Yes, like I if you do. gave that to Saint Maximum, but in real life, like just for shooting, he would be insane. He just cannot shoot. Too bad none of the literally. I can't think of a single Newcastle player that can shoot on this team. Yeah, literally, if Saint Maximum could shoot, he would be Shelby. He would be one of the best players in the world. Yeah, the fact that John Joe Shelby and like Fabian Scherer are like the majority of their goals. <laughs> Yeah. When they yeah. signed Joe Allenton for $40 million over the summer, oh my God. They're not going to get relegated, but they're going to have a fun time not getting relegated. 
I don't know. They're still I for me they're still in contention yeah, for I think relegation. So. No, I know they are, but I I'm like, uh, they're, they're, they're around 15 points right now. Old uh, prediction for the season they're not five, getting relegated. F- 5 points uh, uh 5 points safe from relegation right now. If Norwich makes a push, I could see that getting real scrappy real quick down there. Which I think is what we all called out from the get-go that this was going to be a closely contested race for who is being going down. Um, but anyway, I think that about wraps it up. Anybody have any closing statements? Emery out since 1993. <laughs> Lift the ban. Okay, that's it. Uh, Liverpool's going to win the league uh, and the Champions League. I agree with the league. And, okay, and goodbye. The World Club, World Bye. Cup. Bye. Okay, I'm going to